Which is what but I not think. Our listeners, because that's they are what tyrants. I think most people do when they say, mm. "Oh, I'll check out your podcast." Like yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. who saw us at a show and said, "I listened to half an episode and uh, it was interesting." Interesting, interesting. We both yeah. stood there and stared at him. Who was that guy? I don't want to name names, but his name oh, is. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> I meant more like, "How did you know that man?" <laughs> um, What's his last name? Just, just uh, stand-up circles. Nice. You know, people that know you when you are, you're, you know, the usual mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. people in the scene. Um, look at my bed behind me. Look at this nest. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my that God. That looks really, really cozy. I got a really cozy den. I'm, t- I got to clean it, though, today. I've been waking up every day. My allergies going crazy. I got crazy allergies, and I'm also working on organizing my home a little more. I bought more hooks. I've never been to your home. How crazy is that? You should come over. You should come over, and we'll record sometime. Um, I'm so sick of y'all living up there. Sagalow, too. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. You got to come into Brooklyn. Well, we're sick of you living there. We're sick of you living there. We all live here. Mm, Not, um, not... Not Saglo and Me, Saglo and Joe List. Ronan moved into my building, so that's right. Oh, Joe List, and yeah. um, of course Matt Pavich, and course, all these people course. that you hang out with live in Astoria. We have we have uh, two apartments in my building, a hundred percent occupied by comedians, and six comics in this building altogether. I'd say that's six too many. How'd they get in here? How did they find out? It was crazy watching them move in. We were like, what? How it's did like, you find out about this? It's like roaches. They're coming in mm-hmm. and, and then all of a sudden there's one and then there's six. They can smell us. They could smell us yep. they moved in. All of a sudden they're and now saying... now we run into each other in the hallway and we just are like, hey... And then we quickly retreat. I would hate. I live mm-hmm. under an old woman who's got the biggest tits I ever saw in my life. And she ha- doesn't is... know what stand-up is, and that's how I prefer it to be. Yeah, there's a crackhead who lives outside who's extremely aggressive, and I prefer to run into her than the boys who live upstairs. And they're Easily. my friends. I don't know anyone yeah. who lives on my block or within ten blocks, and I prefer it. Yes. Um, okay, so we um, had Maddie's birthday. Yes. Um... I forgot about alcohol that night. I really was like, we're going to hang out. Nobody's, yeah. I, I was like, people don't drink. We got, People got fucked up. It was a good time. People got hammered. And by people, I mean, I got blackout. And yeah, but you were, you blackout is very, I mean, a lot of, everybody got like pretty drunk. Yeah, that's what I've it heard. It was like that. a little... Not that it wasn't socially distanced and we weren't all wearing masks. We were. We were all um, wearing masks. We were all we were little all snow globes. Six feet apart. No one was talking closely and whispering and talking shit about... There was all safe. 
Corona friendly. Oh <laughs> my god, party. this is so bad. All right, we have to. We can't say this. We can't say that no, we did this. No, let's just. Oh say yeah, it we was, can because I'm also going to talk about an indoor show. That it was in a backyard, and I did an indoor show as well. And the party was in a backyard, but I did get hammered, and I was. You up. were so drunk. You were like, at one point, you came up to me, and you were you came up so close to my face, and you went, "Am I fooling? Am I?" Am I fooling make myself? And I was like, what? And you're like, am I fooling make myself? And I was like, are you trying to ask me if you're making a fool of yourself? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, you're totally fine. But you were fucked up. You weren't like, you weren't like oh imposing my your body onto people, right. which is the only thing that I care about when people are drunk. If, and you weren't imposing your noise. You weren't like loud and annoying. You were great. If Chloe so didn't funny. kick us out as early as she did, it would have gotten to that level. <laughs> Where I would have been, my vagina would have been in people's faces. <laughs> it was so, you, oh my God. I mean, the things that you, you then FaceTimed me. Do you remember FaceTiming me? I just remember looking at your face and then I remember Andrew coming in and begging me to get off the phone and then he was gone and that's all I remember. And then I woke up um, and there was a beer. He didn't beg you to get off the phone. He walked in and he went, what are you doing? And you were like, I'm on the phone. And then he promptly went back to bed. Um, you also like showed him to me when he was like in his underwear in bed. And you were like, look, you were like, look, look at Andrew. And he was like, stop, please. And then you sat on the toilet. Um, you sat mm-hmm. in your bathroom and talked to me. For I mean a huge, a big chunk of time, and yeah. eventually I realized that Mike was to the right of me, super drunk, and you were on the phone, super drunk. So eventually I just put you on the phone with Mike. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and what did we talk about? Sublime, mostly. Oh mostly my sublime. gosh! Wow! <laughs> How cool am I? Andrew was definitely annoyed with me. The next morning, Andrew said, um, "It was scary how I couldn't get you to do anything." <laughs> Yeah, you were very resistant. You were very resistant to leaving. Um, and But you were great all around. I mean, you were like a very good time. We had that cake. That cake was so good. We had a milk bar cake. It was like 10 layers. Thank you, Stuart Fullerton. You were, you were shit-talking people to a foot away from them. Like, we like, would be a okay. foot away from somebody, and you would be just ripping on them in the funniest way. <laughs> like, totally benign things, you know? You weren't being like, well, they should never right. have children. But you right. were just like, him coming in here with his goddamn brown sneakers, like, but six inches away from them. And I was just like, so I would just like blank at your voice and be like, sneakers are something that we buy in the store. Like, just like coughing over your voice. If um, I could get blackout drunk every night of my life, I would. That's my best self. Everyone says, oh, I'm a terrible drunk. I'm an angry drunk. I'm my best self when I'm hammered. You know, you think that. You do <laughs> You do think that. <clears throat> but I will say the, the, um, the resistance, the resistance to mobility yeah. was yeah, <laughs> we could not get you down the street and then. And then you stole my bike. You stole my bike. Got on my bike and <laughs> and I'm I'm holding on to the side of it. Yeah. Because I know that if I let go, you're just gonna. Because I think my I bike toppled. is like too tall for you. you it's too skinny. I, anybody would have. You know, I'm, I'm used to city bikes. 
Right. It's too small. And it was like, if I get on somebody else's bike that's not mine, it doesn't matter if it's a tricycle, I fall over. It's going to So yeah. I was like, sure. I was like, Maddie, you're going to bust your face open and it's going to be my fault. So then I'm holding onto the handlebars and the seat under mm-hmm. your butt. And you're just like pretending to bike it. <laughs> like, like pretending to go forward while I'm holding it completely wow. still. Well, um, I'm sorry that I imposed. I'm sorry. That no, was great. I do have a resistance. I do have an alcoholic brain. Once I get in the brownout area, I want to stay up all night and keep drinking. My eyes yeah, are like, that's... where's the next drink? And uh, even on our drive back to Astoria, I was like, are we going to a bar? Andrew yeah. was like, no. And Sagalo was like, yeah, I could go to a bar. <laughs> I mean, Sagalo was incredibly down. I was like, he's he was, a partier. Somebody was like, how are you getting home? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, God, what would you have done if just... And then I asked Andrew if he would take Sagalo home. And he said, yes, like a saint. And then I realized the error, the folly I had made as Sagalo was like, I'll keep drinking. And you were like, I'll keep drinking. And I was like, oh, Andrew, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and um, then on our drive home, Brendan Sagalo uh, was like, we should get something to eat. And there's a Burger King right off the exit to Astoria. And Andrew almost didn't turn into the Burger King. And Brennan was like, are we getting Burger King? No! And he made swerve back to get Burger King in the car. I will say, overall, good night. Small amount of people. But it doesn't matter when you're hammered. Did you did you um, feel bad the next day? Yeah. I threw up. Yeah. Threw up, oh, took no. a couple shits. And then it wasn't until, like, two days later that I was like, okay, I feel fine again. It just, it wow. takes a lot out of me. That brings us back to hating ourselves. If there's anything that makes me hate myself more, it's being hungover from a blackout. Oh, I can't even describe the pain. Was it bad? Did you sit and watch TV all day? I couldn't even watch TV. I had to oh, like wow. lie in my bed oh, and no. stare at the wall. I woke up at like six and my heart was racing, oh, pounding no. through his chest. And it was like, the room was spinning, and I was like, uh-oh, this guy's mad at me, and I know why. And then I stood up and, like, stumbled to the bathroom where I threw up, and then I sat in the shower for, like, 30 minutes. Oh, my God. How is it this worth really it? It was bad. I cannot even... Do you get bad hangovers? I cannot even describe how bad my hangovers are. I haven't are. been that drunk, realistically, like, that drunk in... That drunk, brownout drunk? No, years. I mean, I've, <clears throat> I used to black out all the time when I was younger. But now it's like, I think the last time I was drunk was pre-like, pre probably April, or no, not April. Probably when the pandemic was beginning. I, like in March, I got super, super, super drunk um, off like wine. But it still was like, I wasn't. I wasn't how, wasted. How do you stop yourself from getting blackout? I you well, okay, so the way you are with alcohol, that's how I am with drugs. Mm. So I'll have a little bit to drink and then I'll be like, now I need to go find drugs and I'll find like any drug, Molly, mushrooms, like anything I can find, and then I'll be like, That's what that's what I need to do all night. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. But I'm never like I I think it's because yeah, I don't know. The more that I drink, the sleepier I get. I don't really wake up. Wow. So when I drink, it's like I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, fuck, three of my Adderall are gone. You right. know what I mean? Like, 
I've just fucking did Adderall all night because I had like half a bottle of wine. Right. And then I just had, you know what I mean? So then I feel really bad because I have like, I'm stuffed with amphetamines, but I don't really get, I don't really drink that much alcohol, alcohol. I think it's probably because of years and years of calorie counting. I'm nervous about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. I think at this point when I, if I, if I do blackout, it's like I go in knowing I'm about to drink a lot and there's no point where it ever stops. Like at the end of... Right. It's like when you have... It's like me the other day when I was like, I'm going to have a cheat day and eat all this chocolate. Yeah. I just was like, oh, now because I've decided it this day, I will right. not stop all day. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punisher and style. I used to black out every weekend in college. And I yeah. think it was easier for me to say, let's not drink because if I drink like three... Or two or three, I'll need seven more drinks. I think I'm an alcoholic. But I always have that thought, like, within a week of blacking out. I'm like, I have a problem. Uh, but that, that, I was talking to somebody about that the other day, and I will say that is something... Like, I don't have alcoholism in my family. Mm-hmm. But I... So, I, I don't think... The reason why I don't drink is because of the slippery slope that is just, like... I'll just have, like, one a night... Mm. And the slippery slope just leads to a lot of weight gain. That's that's the only reason that I don't drink. And, and also the... There's a depression that comes with the one a night. Yeah. But the sensation of, like, that I see people do where they get drunk and they're like, we need to go get more. Are we getting more beer? Are we getting yeah. more beer? A lot of people do that that I know. And I, I don't know if that classifies... I don't know if that's, like, the difference between an alcoholic. But, like, I do... It, there is a distinction between my friends where some are, like, have a drink and they're like, yeah. now let's go, like find something else or smoke a bunch of cigs or something and then but my a lot of my friends I know are like let's just more more alcohol yeah I definitely don't have that mentality yeah I think it's alcoholism but but I but there's different kinds I think because I don't I've never woken up and thought I need a drink right now which is like the most intense alcoholism I guess is like the 24 7 thing but I do think if chemically your brain is like I need more immediately once it starts drinking I think that's an addiction yeah, that that's uh, I've only felt that way about cocaine. Really, where it's like, yeah, cocaine is like as soon you do it, you do like a line or a bump or something, and then as soon as it's out of your body, like the second it's out of your body, you dip. At least for me, and I've talked to people who don't have this. There's this like ho- hollow, empty feeling, like this horrible dip. Mm-hmm. And you could be like mid conversation with somebody and be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this, 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 this," and like be having full cokey talk. And then as soon as it's gone, you have this, like, sink of depression, yeah. and it feels like your heart is pulled out of your body, and you're like, if I do not do coke again right now, I will die. And then you have to, like, go for the pursuit. And I, that is, that feeling is what seems to be most similar when people are like, come on, come on, come on, we have to get another beer. Do you have another yeah. beer? What do you mean? We're out? We're out? It's like, I've only had that feeling with cocaine. I've never had it with alcohol. And my dad used to be like, my dad used to say over and over to me, he would be like, he never drank, and he would be like, just don't fuck around with Coke, because it is, he like, he was like, it's, it's very much the, he's like, it's the one thing that I've done where it felt like I didn't have, like, full control over it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done Coke. Even though he was addicted to weed. To I can probably, um, I can probably assume it's the worst what I'd drug. be like I mean, it Coke. truly is, 
it it's so I mean I when I have done it and not drank it's fine because the next day you just like force yourself to sleep and the next day you don't have the hangover so but but the amount that it makes people want to drink like the amount that it makes mm-hmm. me want to drink is so brutal and it also is like as it's like you do EMDM you do EMDMA it's like MD wait what is it wait MDMA nope that's music MDMA yeah MGMT I always do this yeah okay MGMT (laughs) um you do Molly and it's like you you have the sensation that you want more sure but it doesn't dominate the entire drug ride Hmm. like acid and mushrooms and weed like you are experiencing the drug whereas coke is like you are experiencing the drug for 10 minutes and then the entire rest of the night is just about getting more of the 10 minutes it's so whack that's what that's like an accelerated version of alcohol and i think also when i start to get drunk i'm like well i don't want to feel the guilt of i had three drinks and come up this sober at 11 p.m tonight so i'd rather black out and just wake up and not feel any of that you know, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm sobering up a little. I don't want to feel that tiredness. It's either you, uh, I'll drink three, and I'm like, I can either sober up, and I'll feel really tired and cranky, or I'll just, like, push through and drink ten more. See, pushing through for me, I just continue to get tired. I yeah. don't get that. I don't get how, if you have three glasses of wine, and you're like, oh, I'm starting to get sleepy, how does the fourth wake you up? I have no idea. I've never yeah, I've thought to. I see it with my friends. I see them do it, where they're like, I'm either about to pass out or get right. fucked up. And I'm like, how does that work? Right. When I'm fucked up, I'm passing out. Right. Well, everyone's different. And I think um, I used to, when I, I feel like if you have blacked out once, you're more prone to it in the future. My body just oh, like yeah. goes I, there. I black out. I, definitely, yeah. I yeah. definitely go there. But I don't think that when I black out, I pursue more alcohol. Hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. think maybe I'm maybe I do like a steady amount, but I definitely yeah. don't black out and do the like. Well, where are we getting more? I do the like. Yeah. Yo, does anybody have anything that yeah. I can like <laughs> take that will wake me up? I'm like, let's right. get a fucking Red Bull, dude. Right. Totally. Um, but I like run sleepy for sure. Um, but overall, it was a good birthday. It's good that you do that once a year. I, had a good, I mean, yeah, I think that, that once... you're the only person I know who does that. Why wouldn't you? Once a year, you clean out the system. You just, you know, get everything out there. Engage with a million people at once because you're fucking hammered. And then you wake up. You feel like shit. And you're like, oh, I got to get my life together. And then you set your year off good. You set your year off motivated, you know? Other people definitely aspire to do that. But it's just so much harder, easier said than done. I mean, so many people are like, they would do what you do. And then in a week, they'd be like, maybe if I go, maybe if I just like, have like a little yeah. bit of alcohol it won't be as bad as it was last week but no will, you know you gotta go you so literally hard work orange yourself you clockwork <laughs> orange yourself where you you torture yourself to the point that the idea yes. of alcohol repulses you for a yes. whole year totally you're like and then you oh. get to nine months and you're like maybe i will maybe i would like to get drunk like maybe you yeah. know it's the summer, and then you're like, ooh, 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 but my birthday's in three, so I'm just going to chill. Yes. Right? There's like a there's like a mid-year blackout or brownout, maybe one yeah. or two, and you're like, yeah, gross. And then birthday comes, and you're like, let's fucking do it. And you just rinse yourself out, and you say, I'm good. That was disgusting. You were a great time. I know. Were a great time. It was fun. I had a great also, time. Also, it was so lovely. That fire was so lovely. It was so great. It was not too cold. It was great. I agree. I was nervous about the chilliness, 
And I think the fire and the wood we brought was awesome. And thank God you showed up before you got there. I was literally <laughs> posing riddles to people. I was literally when we posing walked riddles. in, it was quiet. It was like a nursery Everybody nap time. Everybody was mad because I had given them an extremely difficult riddle that none of them could like could could pocket. You know what I mean? Could right. just like table for the night and they all were being dominated by this horrible a riddle that like plagued me for a week and i told them it and you when you showed up they were like completely yeah enthralled in this horrible thing i had yeah done. everyone seemed um, kind of on edge but once we got them some brews and and stuff yeah i'm i'm a turn. full sober person i'm like the last person that should be like orchestrating the <laughs> the ruckus hang i mean also, speaking of sober, okay, so I haven't been drinking since May 21st. We've been doing every drug known to man, though. Yeah. We know this. Feels great. The other day I thought maybe maybe I could cut out um, all drugs except mushrooms. Mushrooms are the only ones that serve me, it feels. Yes. Weed makes me feel bad. Mo- Molly, Coke, acid, all could go it, for the sake of... I did mushrooms the other night. When all my friends were getting wasted, and goddamn, dude, I was just fucking rolling with it. I felt yeah. so great. They That's wake great. you up, and they like they're just the best drugs known to man. That's okay. great. I just love them so much. I need that. I need to be sponsored by a mushroom. Um, but anyway, but I was like the other ones. I don't think they serve me. I don't think they do. I don't. Okay. Think, I'm saying serve me because yesterday I did Caitlin Palufo's podcast, and yeah. she was like. She's been doing Soul Cycle, and she was like, "Right." She was like, "If it doesn't serve you, let it go," and that's like a Soul Cycle thing. And I was like, "That it blew my mind." I thought about it all day. And she paid forty five dollars to have someone tell her that. Though, yeah. So, and I it respect is very it. It's expensive. It's so I expensive. Too. I told her to just buy a Soul Cycle bike, but that's neither here nor there. Additionally, I'll be yeah, on Caitlin's podcast tomorrow. Yeah, buy a Pendleton. Tomorrow. Pendleton. <laughs> Pendergrass. Peloton. Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we couldn't fit it in our apartment, but they Neither certainly could. We. They have the biggest, highest ceilings. It's like a fucking cathedral. I'm hammered it's an in there. Par- manhandling their cat. And I just, it was overwhelming. The lights, I feel like such trash. Well, I will say, <clears throat> they don't pay more than us. Yeah. They just have, it's just nepotism. It's just a yes. friend. It's just their family. I know. But, and anyway. That's, I'm so down for nepotism. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how day and fucking night. Unless someone gets a job before me, then I'm like, <laughs> well, that's just. Rude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a bit different. Yeah, nepotism mm-hmm. in the comedy world is where the yeah, but nepotism in fucking, you know, me getting carpentry jobs or a Hell place yeah. to live. Oh my god. Oh my god. Best. But yeah, nepotism in comedy drives me insane. And also, I would take it in a heartbeat if it was offered to me. I would, and I would justify it by being like, "I'm hardworking." I'm hardworking, and I I care about my family. I take yeah. care of them. Um, <laughs> Anywho, so but, uh, shrooms serve you. Anyway, but yeah, I just don't know. Even when I do Molly, it's like yes, I tell my best friends how much I love them, and like last time I did it, I found like a pack of wild ponies, but it is like. The next day, that feeling that you're talking about, the self-loathing feeling, is so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, the heart racing thing and, like, the, like... Also, I, like, don't 
it's not like I spend a day where I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to like sit and read just because I can't do anything else and have my body. I like manically eat and like yeah. freak out and contact people and like, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. handle it with grace. Totally. That's what I was doing on Friday. I woke up, I ate a fuck ton of food. Yeah, a yeah. Lot of, I, the eating. I probably ate like 5,000 calories that day and all I could do was like text people and be like, hey, are we good? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, that insane. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read. All I did was, like, sit and stare. Um, that night that I was on Mushrooms, I had this really crazy revelation. Mm-hmm. I, like, it wasn't, like, a specific revelation, but I had been talking all night to this dude. And he was, he, like, was employing these tactics that were like super pickup artist e. Okay. They they were like very like like to the whole room. Like he would ke- he kept saying things like are you okay to everybody? Mm-hmm. And I was like that is a mechanism that you are using. This mm-hmm. is like a mechanism that you're using to make other fe- people feel crazy. Yeah. But I was like narrating everything on these mushrooms like I was being like you're using this mechanism to to come off as da da da, but yeah. it's obviously a defense mechanism. I was like narrating everybody's person, not in an a- aggressive way, but yeah. in more like a humor way. But it was like, it was very funny because it felt like I could, all, everybody around me was wasted and I was seeing things very, very, very mm-hmm. clearly on yeah. mushrooms. And I could just walk up to people and just say exactly what was happening and they right. would just forget it in five minutes. It was totally. so, it felt like being like a little set. Like the person in the back, like the, the stage hand in a play, and I was just like running around, moving things slightly, and definitely, like it was so wild. That is, but the I fun was part. like, yeah, that's the fun part. And I was like, I think that I could do. I think I could only ever do this drug and be fine. I mean, I hopefully won't yeah. burn my brain, but. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That is yeah, the alcohol. fun part of um, being the only sober one when everyone's wasted is you get to be like, oh, <laughs> you're all insane. Right, which isn't fun. But then if you have this, if you are taking something that's make you sli- making you slightly hallucinate and see things yeah. like as see things very clearly and strangely, it makes it fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being sober without anything, I just can't do it anymore. I just leave promptly. But... Here's my ish. Here's the big ish. Can't, I cannot do anything sexual sober. I just mm-hmm. can't. From mm-hmm. years of blackout fucking mm-hmm. and, and one drink kissing yeah. and all that, I went on this um, date and it, I, at the end of the night, was just like, well, I cannot even begin to. Was it an online date? Um, it was a hinge date. It was my okay. first hinge date. And it was last. Was, well, no, was I went on that one hinge date that, like a year ago. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple days ago. And what was the vibe? What was the 411? The vibe was... So basically, I had been, like, looking at Hinge since the beginning of the breakup. You know what I mean? Like, you break up first day, and you're just like, I'm just, I just have to see yeah. that there are other human beings yeah. out there. I'm going to totally. be really sad. So it had been, like, months that I've been looking at this, and I was like, 
all of these dudes are whack. But there was, like, one guy that was, like, very... He was, like, um, had a similar aesthetic and was just, like, you know, Nashville-style kind of, like, disheveled um, musician guy. And um, I was like, all right, well, I'll just meet up with him just because I like his music and we're both artists and there's never artists on here, so it'll be interesting regardless. And he, like, did carpentry and I was like, all right, this is cool. Anyway, went on the date. Crazy good date. Came to my show, saw me host the tiny cupboard what most compromising position you could ever be in right yeah we like went and got a piece of pizza at like eight or something and i was like at ten thirty, had to host the show and i was like oh, i'm not gonna bring him that's like horrifying that's horrifying you know yeah I mean? it's completely horrifying and then i was like by the end of it i was like well if you want to go you can go but i was like look it's not gonna make me look cute like right. i'm going to be the one that people don't like, and I'm going to be the one that has to basically blow every audience member. Yeah. Anyway, we went. I did great. Had, like, a great set. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun, and buddies were there, and it was... He he stayed for the whole thing, and then we, like, talked for a while after, and it was, like, super good. It was a great, super great day. Really had low standard. I mean, I really was not expecting it to be as good. But I was sober as fuck, and he's sober, which I didn't even know going oh, into Oh, Interesting. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way that this is, there's no, how the fuck would there ever be a point that we're right. having this super good conversation, would it, would it metastasize into physical? Right. How? Right. How the hell? Unless uh, it were indoors, like, uh, no, I can't not, imagine. Uh, I, I know. hate that transition from just talking to like yeah that's why we black out during it that is I know. What the, that is what american mm. that is the tradition I hate. you get wasted to push yourself into it and then the yes. next time you're a little less drunk and a little less drunk yep. you're a little less drunk that's how Andrew and I started dating we were like blackout the first 2 months cuz everything's so awkward and then you're just like okay we're together now yeah yeah I mean, it's going to have to be a can I kiss you type of thing which oh. is horrifying yeah absolutely really disgusting horrifying. so it's what happened really Nothing. He didn't end up kissing you? Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. We, I mean, we, like, made, no. We were standing, like, in the street, though, both holding our bicycles. Oh, my gosh. He's and got I a was bike, like, obviously. Oh, God, he's got a bike. He's <laughs> so cute. Oh, my God. He's really a terrific person. So, what's the next steps? I mean, sometimes you can talk for, like, four dates before you kiss, and you don't have to do anything you don't want to. There was no way that, that it could have led to it. There was no... If he had been like, do you want to make out? It would have been so uncharacteristic to the... Yeah. Spa- you know what I mean? It would have been crazy. That pickup artist guy the other day, though, really could have... Could have but, definitely... But would you make out with him on a second date? Yo, I don't know how it would get there. I don't know how it would become... Well, you're getting ahead of because yourself. Because be- I know. I know. I mean, maybe... Oh, maybe we could do mushrooms. Although some guy asked me to make out on mushrooms recently when I did them, and it was like shocking. I was yeah, like, I would avoid the shrooms. Put my spitty mouth on you. Put my spitty mouth on your yeah. mushies. Yeah, I would avoid put the our shrooms. Mushies together. I would <laughs> put our shroomies together. How dare you? I think that we could t- eat a little bit of mushrooms each to to have an artificial giggle, to mm-hmm. have an artificial sensation of loopiness. Right. Maybe that would help. Maybe you should just get him drunk, even though he's sober. He doesn't drink. It's the best thing. Yeah. I didn't know that going into it. I was expecting he would drink and I would not. Right. This is great, actually. When people are on the same page, uh, substance-wise, it makes things so much better. 
I know. Jeff Akiri recently was like, I was talking about the breakup, the breakup, and he was like, yeah, it sounds like you guys are like that song. I forget who the song's by. He's like, he's like, this is going to sound so cliche, but there's that song, um, We Don't Do the Same Drugs Anymore. And I was like, yes, Whoa, dude. Chance the yeah, Rapper. <laughs> is it? It's Chance the Rapper, yeah. Of course, oh, Jeff okay, Akiri. Okay, okay. But it goes, we don't do the same drugs no more. We don't do the, we don't do the same drugs. We don't do the same <laughs> drugs no more. We, and it just sings about, and it's very meaningful because, you know, yeah. people change. You start dating People someone, change. you're both blackout drunks, and then someone doesn't drink anymore, and you're like, whoa, this is too much, or you know, someone s- stops weed or starts weed while you're dating. you got to do the same drugs, totally. in my humble you gotta opinion. you got to do the same drugs. It's very important. Um, so, yeah, but I don't, know, I don't know about that. Without alcohol, it's really tough. It's, it's also been a really... It's, not, it's awkward, but you're old enough to handle it. You know, how he kisses you shouldn't be like, I think you should just go with the flow because he could also end up having a lot of red flags that you don't know about because it's only been one date. No, he has no red flags. We're getting engaged. You are idolizing him. (laughs) Dude, I just hung out with him for four hours and I was like, there, I'm waiting for the red flags. I, uh, no. He also There's... lives with a comedian, which is crazy. Oh, that's interesting. That's a red flag, in my opinion. <laughs> that means that he... What if he's saying... I... What if he starts doing comedy? Talk about same drugs. No. I've been thinking about that a lot. People who are dating somebody who then just starts comedy. It's. I'm, ha- I'm seeing it more and more. It's, uh, you have to make sure he wouldn't. You have to make sure he says, "I'm not the, f- I'm not the funny one," and I respect. He what could you do. be a eunuch, Maddie. This man is so adorable. He could be a yeah. eunuch who starts comedy and a juggling act simultaneously. Really? and I would be down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so. As long as you don't mind him doing stand up, because if I started dating someone and they didn't do stand up and they started, I would be like, "You need to move out." In my history, though, with Nashville-looking look, singer-songwriter type guys who are th- that attractive, they do go for very small motorcycling, um, or like, or like, um, you know, embroidery, embro- yes. tattooed embroidery babes. One yeah. of the two, yeah. Yeah, we so, might just end up doing a carpentry job together, like I'm, you know. No, no, no. Like, I think that you guys should keep talking. See what happens. At the end of the day, the red flag could be a secret. He could have raped someone in the past. <laughs> I love that you know there's a red flag. There's You're always... like, at the end of the day, when the red flag comes, I'll be here for you. <laughs> I'll be charging that thing like a bull, okay? I it's love coming. the idea of red flags. Let's talk about red flags. Okay. Biggest red flag. Uh, oh. Being I mean, a comedian? Biggest red flag being a comedian... Biggest red flag. Um, um, any sort of uh, any sort of milady thing for me. Fedora. Oh, a newsy boy. Favorite movie is um, Princess Bride. Anything oh, like yeah, totally. I mean, that's not even a red flag because I don't even consider them as something I would date. So right, 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 right. Um, but definitely red flag. No, th- those motherfuckers sneak in though right they sneak in and the next thing you know they're like monty python's my favorite movie and you're like no 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 (laughs) yes Um, i'd say monty python is your favorite movie is a red flag i'd say sensitivity is a red (gasps) flag if you kind of try to make fun and they're like okay that was unnecessary i could say the same about you yeah over apologizing man the fuck up 
It's like, don't be a pussy, but also man the fuck up and stop apologizing. Uh, phone guy, red flag. Phone guy. Yes. Phone guy's red flag. Like, always on their phone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guy who always checks his phone, red flag. Yeah, because it because then you get into a thing where you know he's on his phone and he's not texting you back. Yo, Fuck we almost had guy. a big red flag on the date. So we're talking and I'm like talking about God or something and how I hate him. Casual and, uh, first date. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I definitely don't consider myself religious. I definitely, I consider myself like spiritual, I guess. And I was like, Classic the red answer. flag started to raise yeah. up. And he was like, like, I like, you know, I like to do yoga sometimes. And I was like, okay, okay. We oh, can put it back down. okay. But the fucking spiritual thing right now yeah. in this day and age, astrology. Okay. Heavy yeah. flag being lifted. Yes. Everyone just says that they're spiritual just so God doesn't f- put a fucking hammer through their head right when they say, I don't believe in God. They're always, they always Everyone try to say themselves. Everyone says they're spiritual so they don't sound like a, like a, they say that they're spiritual Sociopath. basically to be like, I fuck good. I feel like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, I feel I feel like they say they're spiritual because they have like Catholic guilt from their upbringing, and they're like, "Oh, I can't you abandon." You have Catholic guilt. Totally, I totally. I, I don't do. know anything about that. There's a weird thing where people don't want to say they're fully like indifferent about otherworldly and beings and how. Are... I think if somebody were to be like, "Are you spiritual?" If a dude were like, "Are you spiritual?" I would want to say yes so that they didn't think that I was like, you know. No, I like I listen to fucking Richard Dawkins, and I don't <laughs> like to move my hips when I fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want them totally. to think that I was like a square. I would want them to think that I was capable of experiencing love. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Is like you say you're spiritual, so people don't think you're a sociopath. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like my mother. Although my mother, I think, is spiritual. Everybody's spiritual. It's insane to say you're. I mother. guess. What does it even mean, though? Sometimes it I just think means I'm that you're willing to. We were. I mean. It means that you're willing to accept that the that the things that we study we can't fully understand because we are the ones studying them. Like there is an outside of us. It, I was like when we were talking about it. I was like, he was like spiritual in the sense that like you know we there's a there's a really bigger thing that we're all connected to. And I was like that is science though. You know what I mean at this yeah. point. Like that yeah, is. Yeah, I, I would say I'm not religious, but I am scientific, motherfucker. Right, but it's like spirituality. I think is still in the vein of like there is something that is outside yeah. of our understanding. Which yeah, of, which for me is like that's just of of course. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I think that's what people. But spiritual. When people say they're spiritual, the red flag goes up because I'm like, you're spiritual in the sense that you think that there is a me- a mechanism of like tran like transcendence. Like yeah. you could go to a different place. Yeah, or it's just guys who have, like, Buddha statues in their apartment. And exactly. And read, you know, whatever those books are once and was like, this is definitely the way of life. Yeah, this might, he might have a Buddha sculpture. No, we'll have I, to see. I, I would say if he said, I do yoga every so often, that would mean he doesn't. Tapestry, though, maybe. Yo, Mike got fucking outed for his tapestry on a date the other day. They were what like, did she I bet say? you have a tapestry. She was like, I bet you have a tapestry in your room. And he was like, bleh. He, she <laughs> I mean, brought her he home and two took it down. massive tapestries. Yeah. Two, one on per- perpendicular, I mean, cornering right. walls. And I made him take one off just because I was like, this is, you're Jake Fromm. This is <laughs> 
Tapestries and, uh, are definitely college, and if you still have one, it's like, what are you doing with your life? Yes. Yes. I mean, this is it. What about a tapestry that's a piece of cloth that has a pattern on it, like an image on it? I had one of those, and I had to throw it out. It was so disgusting to me. No offense to Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about, okay, in our living room, we have like a big cloth Mary Mecco, like basically like a pattern that's on the wall, but it kind of looks like the wall is just painted that way, but it is cloth. Okay, I'll take that. I think I've seen it. So he has like, he has like a a nature, like a landscape. Yeah, not okay. Okay, so you're saying that mandala style, almost like the trippy one, we're going to lump those in the category with nature scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And wow, I had, wow. I, I had both okay. of those in college when I wanted to be of like course. the guy's girl who smokes weed, and I immediately got rid of them. One of them had a fat sun on it, like a big sun. You know, like Oh, the, of course I had the fat the sun. The sun where the, the eyelids are just like stone, and the sun's like, what's up? And very billowy yes. drawings of calligraphy. Of course, yeah. yeah, with like, yeah, light Sanskrit looking things. Yeah. Sanskrit, I had yeah. like Paisley, dude. I had like a Paisley mm. one, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not okay. Yeah. Um, I would but... say maybe tapestries are a red flag, but I would say any kind of decor in his room, you can't really control. And what do you do? What it, What is the right thing for a man to a man to decor? I really, do do? honestly, it all turns me off. Any and also, I know. But that also goes for clothes, like any clothing, uh, hence the brown sneaker discussion, any sort of dis- loud, any s- loud decision-based clothing that isn't anything else than just guys' clothing, I'm like, oh, absolutely horrendous to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my ex is really did some deeds to you. Not even did some deeds, but I saw him and was like, I would never consider do uh dating Doing you any deeds yeah <laughs> which is I why mean, you, you multiple should be... times were like he also has pink hair <laughs> or he also has the you were like did you see his vest i don't the vest statements to me are yo dude i will say can i just say something that needs yes. to end men dressing fine like i'm yo if you want to wear your black adidas sweatpants and your black adidas whatever track jacket so be it it's so like be pretty it. stupid but fine. so be it you then putting on floppy-ass Air Jordans that are way too big. Yeah. I, like, as a man, you know what I mean? I yeah. cannot handle that shit. If, I'm like, any woman, go crazy. Wear the Reeboks, wear the Adidas. Go wear crazy. That. But these male comedians with these huge, untied, wide-ass <laughs> Air Jordans, I'm like, you got to lock it I'm up. I'm like, dude, are those moon shoes? What are you yeah, doing? Th- it's I so saw those crazy. from a mile away. And they all got the biggest sneakers. They look like carts. They look like sneakers for a mascot, an NBA mascot. That on is their feet. exactly <laughs> what they look like. Yes, I'm like Daniel Simonson last night had just like black Gore-Texes on. I'm like, yeah. those are I stand by those. I fuck Nikes. with you. Those are great. I fuck but with you. These big ass specialized goddamn coming a sneaker thing with a god. <laughs> it's so whack. It's so appropriate, and it's like so unattractive looking yeah to I me i to me i say when i see that i say i won't don't date you won't date you i knock people off based off <clears> stuff <throat> like that super easily and you know what 
these guys then turn around and make fun of us for stuff we wear. I'm like, bitch, you paid $500 for shoes that look like clown piss. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, I will say, for some reason, the most recent ex-boyfriend did the same thing with the shoes. Didn't find it that unattractive. And I think it's because they fit him. Like, yeah. he had a huge sneaker collection. I don't mind the sneaker collections. They just have to fucking fit yeah. and yeah. tie them so that if somebody runs up to you and pushes you, you don't fall out of your shoes. Right. Like, so I think that the ex-boyfriend, <laughs> he had those loud, that loud shit, yeah. but I was like, he's... I mean, sometimes it was curated, just like an insane person. But I was like, at least they fit your body correctly. Yeah, sometimes you the, see the sneaker and it's unlaced and you're like, what is, what's the logistics here? What if someone chases or, you down the subway? Yeah, or just like their feet are just, you know, they have like puppy dog feet. A lot of men yeah. in their 30s are just too skinny or too fat for their like big ass feet. And One like, of the or two. too short. Yeah. Right. So that, and I'm like, maybe don't put the loudest <laughs> statement you possibly can on your weird ass fucking feet, dude. It's crazy. They're all their feet stick out like this, and the the pants and the feet. oh, they it's... stand like they're an action figure. <laughs> that like, I mean, it's completely. I mean, I'm not saying I don't do the same thing, but I wear like the I wear shoes that try to fucking blend. I in wear as the much as possible. same sneakers every day for two years. So yeah, I look like an extra in a movie as much as I can. Me too. But. Even on days um, where I buy new sneakers, when I wear those new sneakers, I feel like everyone's looking at me. I don't like the feeling of wearing new clothing and sneakers, and I don't know how these men are so confident to do it every day of their lives. I hate wearing new sneakers. Look, I just got these new ones. And they're just too new white sneakers. right now. I have to kick the shit out of them. New Reeboks that are the same that Jordan already has. Already has. <laughs> I know. I so... These are the old ones. Yep, to I shit. see them. I like the green. These are new. I like the green. I'm gonna push. It's they match my bicycle. I hate wearing new white sneakers. I feel like everyone's staring at me, and when I a guy like says, a baby, "Those are like a me pedophile, too. weird," you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm like, mm. I do feel first day of school vibes in like fourth grade or day after yeah. Christmas, and you're like, "What's up, Santa? Got me new Reeboks." Yeah, totally. Um, I know, I need to wear them with, like, a full, like, cult smock or something, you know? Yeah. For me, when the guys are into the the sneakers and the new line of Jordans or whatever, I'm like, we won't, we won't be on the same page for a lot of stuff. And I feel like you think differently Yeah, we're not, you're not. There's yeah. no way. I mean, you're completely right. It's like, if you're, if we both, if, if you have an Air Jordans, uh, you know, entire collection... Yeah, You know, like, Ethan, for instance, is, like, ideal. Ethan has every pair of practical shoes, and he has a couple fun ones that right. he never wears. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes! They're just for him. Never wear he the fun wear ones. them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if he does, the rest of his outfit is completely mute. You know what yeah. I mean? And, but it's like, yeah, the people who every day have a new loud pair of shoes also have only ever digested cauliflower as a vegetable. Like, that, <laughs> that's the only thing they've ever intake. Like... They're just a mashed potato of a person, and we're never right. going to be able to have dinner together. Right. And to clarify, this is different from, like, when I was on Wild and Out, and all the guys had different sneakers every day. That's different than the white stand-up comedians. We're talking about white men. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about white guys. Because they're it's... desperately appropriating. It's Desperately. Brutal. And they're wearing, like, Carhartt jackets with neon 
Jordans, and it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, Who it's like are it's you? supposed to be a form of status, and it's like, we know that you just used the $180 <laughs> unemployment on a dumbass pair of fucking off-whites. I, I, like, oh, it's so, and it's like, if you're fucking six, seven, five, or five foot seven, you can't do it, dude. Because no. They go too high up. They take That's up a third true. of your body. A third, the jord they're literally... Sitting in the, they're like an old woman in the shoe. They're yeah. sitting yes. in the Jordans. Yes, they're resting. They live in there. <laughs> you why? The rest of their clothes are busted. They're they like, don't it's have to wear. When they put Jordans on, they don't have to wear pants because the Jordans go up to their crotch. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that we uh got this out. I feel like yeah. people are gonna resonate. Maybe I feel um, like how, I. How is you what? I was gonna say maybe I feel only now that I can say it because of your recent breakup. And that you went on a hinge date. Oh my god, so. I'm so sorry that you've felt. Dude, no, I feel the just... same way. I have the oil spill, the little duck after an oil spill, where my friends are, you know, I'm wiping <laughs> yeah. off the oil, being like, where was right. I? And they're like, right. you were with a 30-year-old Ooh. with a septum piercing, you're okay, you know? <laughs> it's so... Exactly. I mean, I love him very much, and we'll be friends forever. Very, I love him very yes. much. And I'm sure he's doing the same thing, yes. when he was like, I was just with an insane woman who had, yeah. like, manic depressive disorder and fucking... You know, lived in a goddamn yeah. little fucking wicker nest. Talk about but, red flags. Yeah, I'm a red flag. I'm a walking red flag. But, damn. It's just, you know, you go through a breakup and you're like, at what point did I think it was going to... Yeah. Who who did I think totally. was going to change? I know. My sister um, was with that guy over the summer and immediately she listed all these things that were wrong with him. And it was like, okay, we're done here. It's so much easier to see the bad thing once it's over. I mean, yeah, I always keep, like, a nice little, you know, my my protection for myself is I'm always, cat, think bad things will happen, you know, and I'll yeah. be like, remember this, remember this, yeah. for when you break up, you will know this. Noted, and my bitch. my friends also have, like, an entire, thesaur- you know, yeah. aura you on have things to. that they'll whip out. You have to, um, you've got to keep the list. I know, it's hard to, I, w- I mean... All of it is all of it is good if you keep it within a year. You can date whoever you want for a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. go crazy. Date somebody different. Date somebody well. It's just when it gets into that, like, two-year thing where you're, like, trying yeah. to make it into, like, the rest of your life. And I think, yeah, I think the older I get, the more I'm, like, less shitting on myself for bad relationships and more just, like, good job not pushing it into yeah. three years. Yeah, I'd say yeah. as long as you know, like, it won't go over... Because a year is when, yeah, because you, you mentally, you're like, I put all this time in, I, I gotta keep going, and you just fight yeah. toward that two-year mark, and then you're just like, okay, we're doing it forever, because two years is a long time. And yeah. yeah. And nothing... It was very helpful to be in a relationship during quarantine. It was very, very loving. It was very supportive. It was very, like, distracting to what yeah. was going on. Really good. But then, at the end, the justification thing where you're like, I can make this into forever. I can. I can. Yeah. Just try this. Just eat one salad. Maybe you'll right. like it. Oh, you need it covered in ranch and cheese? Yeah. Damn it. No. Okay, you know what I mean? Like Again, but, pink hair. And I used to be like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to have, like, congruent... You know, everything doesn't need to be so congruent, and they can be like entirely. But I'm like, yeah, it's really difficult when some when you're like in Ithaca and there's like naked babies running around, and he's like, gross. I wish they'd get their dicks out of here. And you're like, oops, 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 can't can't justify that one. Damn it. Says the guy who left me sitting by myself in Nebraska. (laughs) 
Oh, for so long, for so many days. Speaking oh. of getting your dick out of here, in the basement with, uh, with you on Zoom, being like, yeah. I don't know what to do? There's like guns hanging up. On I the know. <laughs> um, You've been through a lot, but you know what? Now it's time to move on to hinge over to other things. Oh God! I will say, I, I I was like talking to Mike, and I was like, I'm not going on this fucking hinge date. It's just gonna like make me feel bummed out about the breakup. It's gonna drive me back. It's gonna be weird. It's yeah. gonna be. It wasn't. It was really great. Yeah. There are just a lot of people on the level out there. You gotta stay open minded. Doing stand up and having every fucking rich, yuppie audience member be like, "We met on Hinge." I'm I know. like, I hate you. I mean, I hate you. I mean, I oh. have five minutes on why I hate Hinge. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, are we still recording? Something just happened with my Zoom. What happened? I mean, if you're recording on your phone, it's good. Um, no, I think we're good. Yeah, I had a weird thing pop up. Okay, anyway, should we? What did we have anything? Else? We have, uh, I have just comedy, comedy check-in, good. Indoor show, I, I mean, my first indoor show. I had an indoor show last Sunday. There was four people there. I hated it. Really? I'm say that right now. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not like being inside. I, I had, like, a great set. There were yeah. a lot of people there. It was fun, but I was, like, it was di- dark and dismal, and I really like being outside. It was such a I liked it. I prefer the dark dismal. I really? like the grunginess of the comedy club. I like the dark. I like the stage and the mic. That's oh when I was God, there. I was, like, I wanted an eagle to fly by and no. have me be like, yo, this bitch coming in hot, you know? <laughs> As they do. No, I was As like, this they is do. I wanted a kid awesome. to run by. Right. I wanted to talk about the kids nearby. I right. wanted to talk about the, you know, it was, right. and th- instead it was just this like super depressing club and it was just like, you know, one waitress running around fucking so mad at me, just so mad for right. no reason. And there wasn't, you know, I, w- I couldn't. I mean, these park shows, I've been, like, you know, just, like, whip, ripping off branches of trees as I'm talking. You know right. what I mean? Just, like, yeah. go, I really prefer it. I will say in stand-up forever, if somebody has been, like, I have an outdoor show, I've been, like, yes, yes, please. They're very low stakes. They make me feel like, yeah, you can do anything. Hey, Andrew. I love it. I love Andrew, that. Andrew's here. Andrew, how's it going? I'm so proud of you for managing Maddie the other night. It was really impressive. Oh, I can't hear you. Andrew, Jordan said um, she's proud of you for handling me the other night. Really amazing. Which night? He said which night. (laughs) That's how moved on we are. That's how healthy we are as we move on. (laughs) The birthday where you screamed at me. (laughs) Is he just coming in from his real bona fide (laughs) job as a lawyer? No, he was doing a podcast. He was doing someone else's podcast, and now he's home. Oh, okay, just some bullshit. Anyway, I did, I did like the indoor show. It made me feel very like, oh, yeah, this is what I started. This is my comfort zone. This is great. It's a dark audience. This feels amazing. But I also know it's not going to last. I don't think it's going to last. And I think we're yeah, going to be on gonna Zoom last. pretty quickly. Yeah, at least the indoor. It can't last. I felt weird being in there, too. Yeah. The mask on with the drinks, and then you take it down to take a sip, and then you put it back on, and then somebody walks by, and they're yeah. old, and you're like, that's scary. And now a fifth person in the country has been reinfected with COVID. Who I know. Had it, which is like, who cares? It's five people to me. But I get the fear. But I was like, I was like, yo, send me to LA, and I will start an outdoor soon, or an outdoor scene, because it's like, I, I really was like, I don't know. It feels yeah. like, it feels like I want to do like music festival comedy at music yeah. festivals like wow i like how weird it is you but should. um i should but it was like 
I mean, I'll always love it. Anytime I'm doing stand-up, it's great. But it was very illuminating to me where I was like, oh, I've been, like, on a vacation. Like, a right. fun comedy vacation. Wow. We're the opposite. Really? We're yeah. the oh, opposite. Yeah, very. That's yeah. why this podcast is so great. That's why the fucking... We got one thing in common. We got flat bottoms. Other than that. We got flat <laughs> bottoms. And, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that winter is going to be fucked up, but. I think maybe maybe we could like I could chase the outdoor shows and go down south or something. You could, yeah. I mean, I think I'm gonna stay put and do the Zoom shows and. Yeah, know. Zoom shows are also. There's no crowd work, which is a fucking. Movie, but. Yeah, it's like minimal, but I think I'm over it. I think I just want to like get a lot of new material out in the winter and just use Zoom to do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I know. Yeah. I want to start making more videos. And I, I want to make videos to the point that I don't give a fuck if one of them doesn't do well. You know I know. I, mean? I definitely got away from that. But I think I'll start picking it up soon. I also don't care. So it makes sense to get away from it. We're performing. I, I I'm know. kind of like almost saving it for the winter. Right, right. Save the content. Yeah. And I'm trying to record outdoor shows and shit. Yeah. It'll be okay. I did have a talk with my manager the other day that was good but it was also like who the fuck knows when comedy's gonna open back up yeah. which is scary but i'm very proud of the city for pushing as hard as it has as much as it has yeah should like be LA, interesting no scene. i know they have no scene i mean i think it's because a lot of them don't really like doing stand-up out there but if you really like doing it you'll do it outside yeah that's do really it. all it is yeah do it under a shoe do you do it in your jordans in my Jordans that fit my feet. <laughs> okay, should we wrap it up? Do you have any yes, other thoughts? Yes, no thoughts. Thank you guys for okay. listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.